Hello friends, this is Bob Friedland with Stock Picks Bob's Advice with another podcast for you tonight. It is Sunday night, February 6, 2022, 9.30 p.m. Maybe a little late to be doing a podcast, but anytime's a good time to get it done. As always, please remember I'm an amateur investor, so please consult with your professional investment advisors before making any investment decisions based on information on my blog, on this website, on this podcast. In general, it's a good idea to check with a professional investment advisor. But what I'd like to do tonight is to continue this uh, re-podcasting that I've done. Seems I had about 124 podcasts, then took a hiatus of about 11 years. Retired, I have a little more time. And I'd like to continue to share some thoughts with you, the listener. And one thing I like to do, I maybe I shouldn't be doing this, I'm not sure. But it's to share a poem with you, and then to talk about a stock. This evening, I'd like to share a poem by Carl Sandburg, a really a great literary figure, and read the poem that he wrote called Chicago. And then we're going to talk a little bit about Costco, the great wholesale retail firm, membership firm that uh, you may well have a membership to and If you go to Costco, you really want to tell the world about Costco. So this is Chicago. Hog butcher for the world, tool maker, stacker of wheat, player with railroads and the nation's freight handler, stormy, husky, brawling, city of the big shoulders, They tell me you are wicked, and I believe them, for I have seen your painted women under the gas lamps luring the farm boys. And they tell me you are crooked, and I answer, yes, it is true. I've seen the gunmen kill and go free to kill again. And they tell me you are brutal. And my reply is, on the faces of women and children, I have seen the marks of want and hunger. And having answered so, I turn once more to those who sneer at this my city, and I give them back the sneer and say to them, Come and show me another city with lifted head singing so proud to be alive, and coarse and strong and cunning, flinging magnetic curses amid the toil of of piling job on job. Here is a tall, bold slugger set vivid against the little soft cities." Fierce as a dog, with tongue lapping for action, cunning as a savage pitted against the wilderness, bareheaded, shoveling, wrecking, planning, building, breaking, rebuilding. Under the smoke, dust all over his mouth, laughing with white teeth. Under the terrible burden of destiny, laughing as a young man laughs, laughing even as an ignorant fighter laughs who has never lost a battle bragging and laughing that under his wrist is the pulse and under his ribs the heart of the people 
laughing. Laughing this stormy, husky, brawling laughter of youth, half-naked, sweating, proud to be hog-butcher, tool-maker, stacker of wheat, player with railroads, and freight-handler to the nation. That's Carl Sandburg. He lived uh, 1878 to 1967. Quite an American literary figure. Well, let me get back and talk a little bit about Costco. And... I suppose one could talk a little about Peter Lynch, the famous investor who ran the Fidelity Magellan Fund, who talked about buying things you see, buying things that are in front of you. I mean, how many of us saw Apple Computer when the Macintosh first came out? And we didn't go and buy a hundred shares or a thousand shares, or maybe we did, and just sat on it and watch the gains in the stock price, even the dividends in the stock splits accumulate. Well, Costco's not at the beginning of anything, but let's talk about Costco. That C-O-S-T is the symbol. And I'd like to start out with, let's see if we can't find a stock chart for Costco. And uh, I'm just going to load it up right now. I like to find my charts on stockcharts.com. And I, as I've said on other podcasts, I very much like the point and figure charting. I've gotten used to that chart and tells me a little about the momentum and the powers of the market as it bears down. So we enter COST under point and figure, and we see a chart that uh, if with a standard three-box reversal. Now, a three-box reversal means that the stock price needs to move either $3 higher to get an X or $3 lower to get an O. So that... The chart is is about movement and not about time so much. But it does show the time. And this one goes back into 2020 on this particular stock chart. In March of 2020, Costco was as low as $268 a share. Now, Costco peaked, excuse me, in December of 2021 at approximately $570. Since the beginning of 2022, the stock has dipped as low as $472, and now has come back up to approximately $519.77. It was down $2 on Friday. But what we see is a fairly steady increase. And if we want to see a longer duration, say, well, you know, that just goes back into 2020. So how do you get a a larger chart that is going back further? If we require under chart scaling and we change to a six box reversal, which means that the stock price would have to change $6 before you got an X or an O. This will expand the time all the way back to 2012. January of 2012, when the stock was about $61 a share. 
almost a perfectly vertical move higher into the $500 range. That has been quite a trip. I do have a few shares. When I say a few shares, I literally mean a few shares. Um, I believe I own less than 20 shares, but um, I have a multi multiple of different stocks. Uh, but it's not a major holding of mine, but I'm a stockholder. I recently purchased some shares of Costco. Uh, sometime back, I, I purchased some shares in my wife's investment account. She has let me trade, although I've now turned that one over too. So I don't know if she still owns Costco stock or not, but all within the last year. So that's Costco. Great chart, but not a cheap chart. You know, stock price of $500 by one share. So to buy 10 shares would be 5,000. To buy 100 shares or the round lot would be $50,000. So not too many people are going to be buying 100 shares except institutions, uh, very successful investors perhaps who have a lot of money they're moving. But uh, most of us average investors are going to buy a handful of shares like I did. So, so we talk about a method of looking at Costco, looking at stocks. And, and one of the things I think we need to do is to look at the latest quarter. And let me see if I can find the latest quarter. Here we go. The latest quarter was on uh, December 9th, 2021. And they Costco Wholesale Corporation reported their first quarter fiscal year 2022. So it's interesting that even in December of 2021, it gets a little confusing sometime that uh, 2022 hasn't even started yet. For their fiscal year, they count their fiscal year as ending uh, November 21, 2021. So they're already, you know, then from November to February 2021, which is the upcoming shortly in two weeks, that's the second quarter is almost done. So how did they do? And what we see is that net sales for the first quarter increased 16.7% to 49.42 billion from 42.35 billion. Now, they talk about comparable sales for the first quarter. And uh, basically on an adjusted basis, which would be getting rid of the changes in gasoline prices and foreign exchange rates in the United States uh, stores uh, comparable stores were up 9.9% for the quarter, which is a terrific growth in Costco sales. And we, do, we talk about same-store sales. What does that mean, same-store sales? Well, in a retail venture, one can certainly grow sales by just putting up more brick-and-mortar sites. And Costco does add locations. In fact, they uh, operate a total of 828 warehouse stores, 572 in the United States and Puerto Rico, 105 in Canada, 40 in Mexico, 30 in Japan, 29 in the United Kingdom, 16 in Korea, 14 in Taiwan, 13 in Australia, 4 in Spain, 2 each in France and China, 
and one in Iceland. They also operate e-commerce sites in the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, Mexico, Korea, Taiwan, Japan, and Australia. So, the, so Costco is not just a, an American company. They have an international presence. So one, that's why they talk about adjusting for foreign exchange rates. With every all these sales in different currencies, we have to adjust for currency to understand what sales are. But let's go back to the question, why same store sales? And, and generally what we look is stores open at least a year. So theoretically, one could have increasing sales just by having more locations, even though perhaps the stores that are open are doing worse. You know, if you go from 10 stores to 20 stores, you double the number of stores, but your sales only go up 5%. Well, you're probably having a decline in sales in each store. So we get these figure, this number number called same store sales and that's a comparison of stores that are open at least a year to how they did a year earlier and uh, comparable sales were 9.9 percent adjusted for gasoline price changes and foreign exchange rate changes uh, is that good so is that good and uh, I had let me see if I've got it if, if we go to, um, let's just go there right now. I'm just, if I go to zax.com and we look up Costco again on the, the free site, there is a premium site. And we look at, uh, let's see if this will show. Um, and on December 9th of 2021, this earnings report, Costco surprised on the upside by 14.67%. So that was, uh, I don't have the the total Zach's review article, but we do know that their earnings exceeded expectations. So this was a strong earnings report that exceeded expect expectations. I want to go back to Morningstar. So so we talked a little bit about how we can look at a stock, and one way we can come up with names might be. The Investors Business Daily, the IBD, the different boxes on their 50 top stocks. You know, certainly, there's that's a good way to look at growth stocks. Uh, and we have this sort of Peter Lynch approach. If we see something happening, we can uh, look at the stock itself. And this is sort of a semi-Peter Lynch thing. But I'm very familiar with Costco. So I'm going to go to Morningstar.com for Costco and looking at their financials. And one of the things I'm looking for is consistency and growth so that the, that an investor or an institution would feel comfortable acquiring shares of Costco for a long-term holding that what they've done in the past might continue in the future. And so when we open up the financials, if we look at it annually, we see that in 2019, Costco had 152.7 billion 
in sales. This is not a small company. In 2020, it was up to 166.76 billion in sales. In 2021, it was 195.93 billion. And in the trailing 12 months, 203.08 billion. So we see a steady ramp of revenue, which is a very nice thing to see in a retail firm. You don't always see it. Net income similarly goes from $3.66 billion in 2019, $4.00 billion in 2020, $5 billion in 2021, and the trailing 12 months, $5.17. Diluted earnings per share, $8.26, 2019, $9.02 in 2020, $11.27 in 2021, and $11.63 in the trailing 12 months, for at least on an annual basis, we have a really steady ramp, a ramp of revenue, uh, a ramp of net income and diluted earnings. So if we look at cash flow, uh, we can see that operating cash flow has had a similar ramp from 6 billion to 9.5 billion, 6 billion in 2019 to 9.5 billion in the trailing 12 months. And free cash flow, did take a slight dip in 2021. $3.36 billion in 2019, $6.05 billion in 2020, dipped to $5.37 billion in 2021, and now recovering to $5.82 billion in the trailing 12 months. So if we look at, uh, if we remember that approximately $6 billion is free cash flow, uh, we can look at the income statement and see that uh, the company has 203 billion in revenue and produced about six billion uh, in free cash flow. That'd be about a three percent free cash flow yield on revenue. A decent return, not a incredibly amazing return, but a very decent return. Uh, free cash flow is what the company can do with their. Uh, money that they're making. The, the next step is, is uh, to look at, well, there's another statistic that Costco does, which retail firms, I had found this, excuse me, I'm backtracking a little bit, is they report monthly uh, how they're doing on their sales. And on February 2nd, that'd be about four days ago, this being February 6th, Costco reported their January sales of $15.76 billion for the four weeks ending January 30th, 2022, an increase of 15.5% from $13.64 billion last year. Now, one of the things they point out is that the Lunar New Year occurred on February 1st, and 11 days earlier this year, and they thought that it, it, the Lunar New Year, the Chinese New Year, is such a significant event. It's, it's sort of like Christmas in some ways for a lot of buying. And having that Lunar New Year come on February 1st, it pushed more sales into January. And uh, it's thought that Costco's estimating it bumped sales by 4% internationally and total company sales by 0.5%. It's amazing how... A, different day of a holiday could do that. In any case, 
If we look at comparable sales again, uh, and these are adjusted comparable sales for the four weeks uh, that in January, comparable store sales were up 9.5%. This is really quite phenomenal. I mean, the company is continuing to do very, very well. Um, at this point, they, they I'm not sure what the number we gave earlier, but they operate 828 warehouses. So that's one thing to look at. So one thing, one, another point I want to look at is what we know what the past is. We know what the slice of time of January is. We know what the last quarter is. We know the chart looks good. We can look at some valuation numbers, which is certainly important. And I, let's see if I can look at one valuation number I like to look at. If we can, let's see if we've got it here on Yahoo. And I think, let's see where we're going to find it. Um, Sometimes we can find it. You know, one of the things we certainly always can look at what a PE is. And then we have a PEG, a peg ratio. Uh, usually it's under the summary. I'm not seeing it right now. I see the PE of 44.69. Well, that's not cheap in itself. And I don't see the peg ratio here. But the peg ratio is the PE uh, related to the growth, the growth in earnings, so that we can adjust that PE uh, for, for the going forward. In any case, let's take a look and see what estimates are going forward and we can kind of get a feeling for how that PE and PEG might be. There's a lot of analysts that follow Costco. In fact, uh, for this year, there's 30 analysts and the estimates are for 218.64 billion in revenue. And next year, there's 28 analysts. Apparently two don't have a prediction about next year, but the general consensus is for 235. 9.5 billion in revenue, about an 8% increase. So the company's expected to keep growing. And again, similarly for earnings, it is 12.89 this year, looking next year to $14.10. One of the things you can look at under Yahoo Finance, and this is the subheading of analysis. With these estimates, um, certainly for this year and next year, the earnings per share trend, uh, we're seeing revisions. So that 90 days ago, the analysts thought we'd, that Costco would make $12.14. 60 days ago, it was $12.24. 30 days ago, it was 12.79. Seven days ago, it was 12.85. And the current estimate is for 12.89. So the, the optimism is growing so that D 
the analysts are seeing good things happening at Costco, even for this year. And next year, similarly, three months ago, 90 days ago, the estimate for next year was 1334. By seven days ago, it was 1404. And the current estimates at 1410. So every single estimate along the way has been increasing. Instead of uh, estimates dropping, which is a would be a negative influence. All these things are about expectations. Expectations. The it's the difference between you could say it's the delta between reality and what people thought reality would be. If reality comes out rosier, if it's a rosier outlook, then the stock would tend to move higher in price, uh, with, notwithstanding the overall market, which pulls stocks down and or raises them like the level of the ocean raising all the ships. So, so we see that this optimism is pervading uh, Costco. So we kind of looked at a lot of different things here. We looked at what Costco does, kind of a, a Peter Lynch. I tried to explain a little bit of that. We looked at how a retail firm sometimes reports sales each month. And it's important to understand what comparable store sales mean, that we get same store sales figures. We looked at the latest quarterly report, and we see that they exceeded expectations. I, I don't have the full report as far as do they raise guidance, but that would be a good question. Did they provide guidance and was guidance raised? We see on Morningstar a several-year history of the same trend of steadily increasing revenue, steadily increasing earnings, steadily increasing free cash flow and operating cash flow. We even see steadily increasing estimates of, the, of how their financials are going to be. And when we look at the chart, no surprise, we see a steadily increasing stock price. Does that mean that Costco will go higher in the future? Probably sometime in the future, the stock will be a higher price. That'd be my guess. I don't know. This could be the historic high price. I mean, I really can't see the future. It could be the historic high price. Some revelation will occur and the company stock price will collapse. I mean, it could happen to anything, but I don't really think it's going to happen at Costco. I think that this is a very well-managed firm, keeps prices low, has a reputation of having a selection of higher-priced goods. Uh, apparently, it's one of the best places to buy your gasoline. People wait in lines to buy their gas at Costco. And for investors that have bought and held on, it's done very well. Short term, anything can happen. We, we, I, I'm pretty sure we're seeing a dip in the futures tonight. The market probably will be opening lower tomorrow. Will it stay lower? Uh, we talked a little bit about bear markets and bull markets. I don't know. I do know that a declining market is going to mean that stock prices will decline. I do suspect that if in the near future we, you know, we have two, let's say there's three broad uh, issues facing our country right now. We just passed 900,000 deaths from COVID. 
the truckers in Canada are getting restless, as are the people. In fact, people everywhere are getting restless. It's hard to hunker down for more than a couple of years, and that's what our epidemiologists are asking of us. We may need to do that anyway, but that's another story. Then we have a question of inflation. So faced with a collapsing economy with COVID, the Federal Reserve and the federal government poured on the fuels of stimulus, kept interest rates perhaps artificially low, added money into the economy, put money in people's hands. And it worked. We've had something like 6 million jobs created this past year, but we have so much demand and we have difficulty filling the jobs that uh, we're having inflation. It's not clear what exactly we should do. Is this going to be a long-term increase in prices or will this be short-lived? And the third big issue facing us is we may have a conflict in Europe, a military conflict, not seen since World War II. We have 125,000 soldiers or more continuing to pile up on Ukraine's border, Russian soldiers, as Vladimir Putin and Russia seem to have dreams of restoring the USSR. And what that means, if there should be military action, would be probably uh, a big kick in the gut in financial markets around the world. Although longer term, I don't think uh, they'll stay down because of it. But we may see quite a disruption in our trading and our confidence in the economy and concerns. So those are the negatives hanging over our head. So one of the positives is trying to find companies that make sense. Companies that are increasing their sales, increasing their earnings. I would call that good execution by management and generally leads to an increasing stock price, which is, I suppose, what we all are in pursuit of. In any case, I've been talking a little longer than usual. It's Sunday night. It's now 10 p.m. Time for me to wrap up here to wish you all a very good week ahead. Stay healthy. Stay well. Stay active. Stocks go up and down, but uh, we should remember that our value is not related to our value of our portfolio, but something much more important. Please remember I'm an amateur investor. Consult with your professional investment advisors. Be aware that uh, I do own some shares of Costco, not a major part of my holdings, but I do have a few shares. Take that into consideration if you'd like. And make your own choices on investments, consulting with professionals. And I wish you the best of luck in all that. And I hope that you come join me again 
for another podcast. This is Bob Friedland. Good night.